We thought we were done. We thought we were finished. We thought we would never talk about a movie minute by minute again. But we were wrong. Join us as we get to know the cast next door. Hello and welcome to The Cast Next Door, where we love your mother's cookies. I'm your host today, Josh, and joining me once again are Caroline. Hi, Caroline. Hi, Josh. Hi, everyone. And Megan. Hi, Megan. Hi, Josh. So what we do here, if you don't know by now, is we talk about The Boy Next Door, the 2015 thriller starring Jennifer Lopez, and we break it down minute by minute. This time around, we're talking about minute 51, which runs from 50 to 51 on your time code, so please feel free to follow along. From our last minute, we pick up with Kevin having just come down the stairs in his suit ready to go to the fall festival, and he's fretting a little bit because Allie, the girl that he is going to the fall festival with, is, to quote him, the hottest girl in school. We remember Allie from working behind the counter at the hardware store earlier in the movie. Claire gives Kevin a yellow rose. Uh, Kevin seems a little perplexed, but J-Lo assures him that Allie will love it. And then we cut to the fall fling where there appears to be maybe 10 couples in attendance. <laughs> and uh, Kevin arrives. Uh, Allie walks through the crowd to meet him, which raises the question of why they didn't come together. And <laughs> then uh, Allie happens to mention to Claire that there is an issue in the bathroom, the boys' bathroom, that there's water coming out, because I guess Claire's also the janitor. And <laughs> she heads off to check out the bathroom, and as we end, we see Kevin and Allie uh, walk away together, and Kevin asks if she likes the flower, to which she says, oh yeah, it's great. So let's jump in here. Uh, not a lot, but I, I do have a couple things to say. What what, do you, what did you uh, think about this minute? I really liked the moment when the date basically orders Jennifer Lopez to look in the bathroom as if to say, <laughs> as if to say like... I'm a 17-year-old hot woman. I want this older woman out of my sight. Like again, this is this is a <laughs> world in which the characters are battling for survival of the hottest and it really did seem like Jennifer Lopez is instantly cowed by the appearance of this uh teen queen. Yeah, I um j jumping back a little bit like uh when she JLo's character uh, Claire gives Kevin the rose he has this perplexed look on his face and as if he doesn't know what that means and I went and looked up uh, yellow roses <laughs> wow. so did I <laughs> now yellow roses apparently mean friendship and joy and caring according to the internet which is which is appropriate you don't want to give a red rose because that seems to imply a little bit more romantic love so a yellow rose is appropriate for for a teenage uh, a couple but the best part was that in the Victorian era apparently yellow roses used to mean jealousy so I like to imagine a scenario <laughs> where the yellow rose is the appropriate gift so like someone received a promotion and you you want to congratulate them but also let them know that that promotion should have been yours here's a yellow rose. <laughs> 
There's not enough language of flowers these days. Well, if you're like, uh, if you had any experience like mine, you got a corsage from the refrigerator on the year that you went by yourself and the following year when you went with your cousin. So not a whole lot of romance uh, <laughs> implicit in my all-girls school prom. Oh. <laughs> I don't get the one single flower. Is she just supposed to carry that around all night now? <laughs> yeah. like it's not even, you can't pin it to her dress or she can't wear it on her wrist. She's just got this flower now. Well, the the, the funny part about that too was that at the end when, when they're walking away and Kevin asks if she likes it, she's sort of forced into answering him, which I was like, let her just take it. Just give it to her and let her decide if she wants to pay you a compliment on that or not. Because he's like, oh, do you like the flower? And she's like, oh yeah, it's great. Like she's forced to say something about that. Maybe she didn't like it, but now she wants to be nice to him. And so she has to she has to give a response to that, which I thought was really funny. Like we just hear that little snippet of dialogue before we cut to the next scene. And is, is Claire there in an official capacity? Like, is she a chaperone or is she just being a clingy mom? I would assume that she's got to be there as yeah. a chaperone, just being a teacher. But I don't know. Maybe maybe she's being clingy mom. I would really like it if the girl not knowing what to do with the rose just started, like, eating it petal by petal as both <laughs> J-Lo and her son watch. Thanks, that Kevin. That would definitely make this movie a little bit uh, more enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an amazing, absurd moment, and and it could not be commented upon. They could they could watch her for a second, but they would not. They would have to watch her with totally blank faces. No, they could not give away their emotion in that moment. They just watch <laughs> her eat the flower, and then they walk away. Yeah. And then they walk away together. Well, we know so little about Allie. I mean, who knows? She might very well eat flowers. I mean, she's only there to be beautiful. Yeah. She might enjoy eating <laughs> eating flowers in her spare time. So is it unusual that they didn't go together? Yeah, they basically meet like they're meeting for coffee or something. Like like they both just show up at the same time. Yeah, it felt like she was there for a while. Like it, yeah. it felt like she had been there and been hanging out and watching these very uh uh sparse yeah. few couples dancing. Uh because that do that doesn't feel like a very full school uh, it's at very all. early in the evening for a slow dance already <laughs> yeah they may have done that to avoid a, a scene of everyone awkwardly dancing it looks like a party at the va <laughs> <laughs> they're in an old-timey dance hall i get the impression that there's not a lot of people that go to this school because i i feel like earlier a couple of minutes ago when we talked about the fight i feel like that was the entirety of the school gathered around <laughs> to watch that fight happen like it doesn't it doesn't feel like there's there's very many people at this school it's a very rinky dink operation going on here yeah also seems really early to be having a dance because didn't school just start two weeks before this or something? <laughs> it, yeah, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of a lot of time, and it is apparently the fall festival. So who knows when fall begins wherever they are? But yeah, it doesn't it doesn't feel like they've been going very long. Or maybe this movie just has a really a really big problem dealing with time and the passage <laughs> of time, and can't quite explain how long it's been since school started and what the time is now. Because if it's a fall festival, I would put it at least in late September, if not in October, but, mm -hmm. you know, different regions maybe do different things, I suppose. It could just be that the administration is trying to consolidate power over the students via the old bread and circuses approach, <laughs> you know, anything to, anything to slake the energy and yeah. lust of these bloodthirsty teens. Yeah. This was, this was yeah. someone's uh, student president uh, platform last year. More dances. <laughs> 
Yeah. A dance a dance every month. Yeah, if I'm elected, I promise at least three fall festivals in the month of October. <laughs> or maybe their school maybe the school is so big that they have to have fall festivals for basically they break them up by last name and so this is just <laughs> like one half or a third of the student population is at this as at this particular dance and the others will get to go later now i'm just fantasizing about a version of the movie in which it just culminates in a wicker man-esque uh bacchanal <laughs> <laughs> that would be great i mean i have a lot of ideas clearly i mean seven hundred thousand dollars please and we can make this happen. <laughs> well, was there anything in particular that jumped out at you that we haven't discussed yet about this minute? What is JLo supposed to do in the bathroom? <laughs> yeah, all right, that's a good that's a good point. Yeah, I don't really know. <laughs> yeah, it seems like that would be a point where she would where okay, so Allie told a teacher that makes sense, and then mm -hmm. JLo would go and get a custodian who we have seen already earlier in the movie. We know that there is a custodian in the school because earlier in the film, he witnesses Claire and Noah talking to each other. And so he's definitely there, so she could go and find him. Maybe that's another deleted scene that they didn't bother putting on the Blu-ray. But yeah, there is no clear indication of what she's supposed to do. <laughs> There's a bunch of water flooding out of the boys' bathroom. Go handle it. I mean, yeah, it's it's just sort of and the the way that she just so oh well okay I guess I better go do that. I mean, as a disgusting <laughs> older woman in comparison to this high school girl, she's only suited to do disgusting things, I suppose. <laughs> well, I mean, she has to pass Kevin on to to her replacement, and now she will go and clean bathrooms. <laughs> oh, God. Poor Kevin. <laughs> Poor Kevin, indeed. Uh, well, I think we have uh, exhausted this minute, but the next minute is pretty exciting, so I'm ready to get to it. Uh, before we wrap it up today, is there anything that you would like to plug, uh, Caroline? Sure. Um, I actually have a newsletter that I'm planning to update later this week. In addition to uh, the, my podcast, the Loose Cannon podcast, and the monthly essay series I do for Quaint Magazine. Um, and the newsletter is kind of how I tie those things together. And it's a tiny letter. So it's tiny letter, loose cannon pod. And that way that you can get uh, little mini reviews of movies I've seen since my last update, as well as links to the essays that I've written and uh, my podcast episodes. So that's Tiny Letter, Loose Cannon Pod. Awesome. Megan? Uh, I write a blog about V.C. Andrews at trappedintheattic.wordpress.com. If you are interested in an incredibly elaborate recapping of the Flowers in the Attic sequels. That sounds amazing. <laughs> And uh, you you will both be joining me for our last minute together. Uh, it gets pretty exciting, so I'm 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 very much looking forward to it. Thank you both for being here with me again today, and thank you all out there for listening. We will see you next time. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to a Talking Cast presents the Cast Next Door. I was your host Josh Hollis with my guests Caroline Fulford and Megan Sunday. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at First Ed Iliad, or download new episodes from thecastnextdoor.wordpress.com. You can also subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. Artwork and editing by Josh Hollis. Produced by Darren Husted. Executive producer, Josh Hollis. The Boy Next Door is owned by Blumhouse, Smart Entertainment, Neurican, and Universal Studios. No infringement is intended. Copyright 2015. All rights reserved. This is a first edition?